Welcome, 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 welcome. Have you ever gone through a hard time and com- and felt completely alone? Have you ever felt as if you were two different people, a private sufferer and the person that is known by people all around you? Have you ever wanted to tell your story, but then were afraid to say or to think about what others would think? Have you ever wanted to exchange someone's life for yours? Has your suffering ever diminished your personal worship, the teaching of God's word, or the fellowship of the body of Christ? This is what we call suffering. suffering. Today, we're going to talk about suffering with, with a, a purpose. purpose. With a purpose. So we suffering. want to welcome you all to Church Folks Be Talking, the Lunch, the lunch Note notes edition. edition. Maybe we should go like this. To church folks, folks be, be talking. talking. What are we My, talking about today, sir? We are talking a very uh, sensitive We're talking about topic. A very. Yes, yeah. this is part two of the first segment that we did last week. And we are talking about suffering with a purpose. And we You can ha- talk. We can talk a little louder with a purpose, maybe. Talk with a purpose. Thank you. Well, my name is Dr. Graham Brown, and beside me is my lovely wife, Dr. Frankie. Dr. Bennett Frankie Graham, Graham Brown. Brown. And we are here to talk uh, about a very sensitive um, topic. You keep saying it's sensitive. It is Why sensitive. is it so? What because, makes it so sensitive? Because I can resonate with. I think everybody can resonate with suffering. You can. Re- re- um, yeah, everybody can resonate with suffering, but everybody's kind of. You can relate to it. Can I relate? Yeah. Um, uh, because everybody's struggle is different. Well, as we said last week, everybody struggles. The only difference is the degree of pain that is ensued upon you. Um, there's different types of struggle we're going to talk about. There's mental struggle. There emotional is struggle. Emotional struggle. Suffering, I guess. There is physical suffering. And there's a spiritual suffering, And there's too. spiritual suffering. suffering. So, so we're going to get into that. Last into week, that. what did we talk about? Well, we're going to just recap the five... Give us a little um, recap. The five levels that we can understand suffering. One, the Bible clearly declares that God is sovereign over all things, even suffering. Mm-hmm. Number two, we talk about the Bible clearly say that God is good in the midst of suffering. Number three, we talk about the Bible clearly say that God has a purpose for our suffering. Okay. Number four, we talk about the Bible explained the ultimate reason why we suffer. Okay. Right? And finally, number five, we spoke about the Bible is clear that God's sovereignty over suffering never means suffering isn't real. But let's, and well, thank you for that recap. But what we did on last week is we expanded on one of those levels. The Bible explains why we suffer. Right, right. Why we suffer, and one of those was because we live in a fallen world. We're fallen, right? This is a fallen world that we're living mm-hmm. in. Exactly. Another one is because it's our flesh. It's our flesh. It's it's incumbent upon us to to suffer because we sin. It's, our sin is on a, a automatic button, right? Right. We, just, we do it haphazardly. Um, we sin because others sin against us. Against us, right? Right, and that's that's important to understand. And we suffer because of the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, the devil is really y'all. Yeah. I don't care if you want to think it's a abstract thinking. But you know what? We always can be like, oh, man, the devil made me do it. It's the devil's fault. You know, as much as we give credit to the devil, we got to give credit to Christ. Right. And, and Not for bad things. Not for bad things. For the things and he does. And sometimes God will allow the enemy mm-hmm. to bring infliction upon us for a reason for our maturity. So later on, we're going to talk about And that's about our last that. point. We suffer yeah. because... Of God's good purpose. We suffer because of God's good purpose. God has a reason 
to allow us to go through the suffering. Mm-hmm. And that is to mature us to a level where he wants us to be. And sometimes that can be very painful, right? Oh, boy. Because the Bible teaches us in, in Hebrews that when, when God disciplines us, mm-hmm. right, we don't like the discipline. It's very painful. Yes. But the end result, the, the scripture said that it produced the fruit of righteousness. Which goes right into our, our scripture, our, our highlighted scripture, Romans 3. Romans chapter 5. 5 3 and 5. Kick it. Right, Romans chapter 5, verse 3, um, read as follows here. Okay, let me see if I could find them. Uh, not, not only so, but we, as a matter of fact, let's go back and you read. You want to go up a little yeah. bit? Therefore, since we have been justified to faith. Where are you starting at, sir? Um, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 1. 1, okay. Therefore, since we have been justified to faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom we have gain access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. That's the key, we boast. Now, not only so, but we also glory in our suffering. That's very interesting, isn't it? Mm. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, patient. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The key is that the Holy Spirit has been given to us. So the question is, how do we glory in suffering? What version was that for the listeners, for the lookers? This is the NIV version. New international version? New international version. Okay, so we also talked about last week what the definition of suffering was. And as noted, we all suffer. It's just different degrees of pain, and we all suffer in different ways. Right. So this day, this Christmassy day, see, we got our Christmas. Yeah, as you can see. Christmas. We got our lights in the background. As you can see the lights. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're going to really focus on... Why and how is suffering necessary for our own personal ministry and really our own, I hate to say it, our own personal development. Oh, personal You know, I, I remember you gave us that example last week about how a diamond is formed, but first it's a rock of coal. Let's go to all that pressure. And the pressure and the heat right. and the just the everything that comes in that process and that the end result in turns into one of the most adorned and valuable products that it's, a girl it's, it's have. interesting you said that because i was you know i stopped back listen to my my mentor my uh pastor, tony, dr tony evans tony evans hey and, there sir um, he was talking about that mm-hmm. and he was saying that you know ladies you know you wear all these fine jewelries and oysters something you don't know oysters Pearls? No, no, pearls, excuse me. Not okay. Oysters. Oh, phrase. You like to eat oysters. oysters. Yeah. But you know, you hold on long enough. On my mind. <laughs> we're not in New Orleans anymore. Right, we're, we're not, not in New Orleans, Orleans anymore. What? Um, what I just said, um, oysters? You were talking about pearls. That's where you're going. Yeah, pearls. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Ladies and wearing So ladies pearls. wearing those pearls, right? Sometimes we don't understand what those pearls has to go to in order for it to look good, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, we don't think, we don't welcome suffering in a good way, right? No. Because that is not the human experience because we don't want to go to suffering. But suffering is, it's very critical, especially if you're a child of God, it's yeah. very critical. For, and we're going to talk about some of those misconceptions about suffering because one of the things is, especially as a child of God in church, we talk about a lot of different things, sin, 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 but we never discuss, I don't think, in depth. When you become a child of God, when you are part of his kingdom, that suffering is necessary and that you are going to be identified to suffer for his purpose. And most people think everything is going to be great. Let me give my life to God and then automatically all the doors open when it's kind of the opposite. Right. There's two things that we need to um, talk about. So we'll we'll get there and and then we're going to talk about how to find comfort in all of this oh man and what it's that comfort, really means right? and i pray if we have time i really want to talk about how do you tell your story of suffering 
in order to be a personal witness. Uh, I think that may be a part three. I, I think know. we I think we're gonna be part three in this thing. We're gonna part because three. Because I really thing. wanna jump because into Because there's so much that. meat into it, right? Yeah. There's so, so much, much meat into so it. So much meat on that sandwich. Right, so much meat. But you know, but as in, uh, anyway, as we Where begin, you wanna go, let's go. Let's talk about the understanding why we, mm, we why we, we suffer. Why we suffer, right? You go first. Um, why? We suffer. If you could just put it into a regular layman's <laughs> context without over-spiritualizing it. Well, it's not over-spiritualizing. We, we suffer. As, 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 a ch- as children of God, we suffer for for the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Jesus really told his disciples and tells us that, that you will suffer mm-hmm. for my name's sake. Right? So Jesus didn't sugarcoat it and he said, you know, this you know, disciple... You know, you are my boys, you know, you're going to ride and die and all that stuff. Nothing's going to happen to you. But it said, to be a follower of me, you will be persecuted for my name's sake. You know, he made that very plain. And I am not surprised in the cliff notes or maybe in another set of commentary, a couple of those apostles were like, you're amazing, Jesus, but I don't think I want to do that. You know, I applaud those guys for really stepping up because if someone gave me a disclaimer you're going to get everything you want but you got to lose everything to get it what well, i'm going to pause on that and really be reserved it right that's and, what i want to do and that's the thing between being uh, a a child of god and an unbeliever right yeah. because that was a child definitely, of god uh, understand their suffering i think the that definitely pre- preceded wi-fi because if, <laughs> if the apostles had Wi-Fi, they were like, "I'm good. I got something to work. I got I got something to buy my time." But you know, and 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 that's the thing about God, right? Mm-hmm. God don't leave us lingering out there, yeah, right? Of the uncertain, of the uncertain things about when it comes mm-hmm. to suffering, mm-hmm. He make it very plain to us mm-hmm. why we're gonna suffer. But when we suffer, we understand our suffering through the suffering of Christ. Christ's suffering brings meaning, brings understanding. To our own um, suffering, and I, I think I'm agreeing 100. percent But I don't. We don't really see that until the end, right? Or maybe. Well, one of the time after what, time, like if, if I'm suffering, I've been suffering as we're going through suffering. I've never thought, and, and again, it's probably Christian maturity. So early on, I'm, I'm thankful for this suffering. I'm boy. I'm glad I'm suffering. <laughs> I can't boy get bring it bring me some more. But you know, suffering. Right. So, you know, I I wanted to preface this earlier, but my wife kind of said we don't see it. And the reason why we don't see it because there's a teaching out there. Again, hindsight is right that teaches that Christian not supposed to suffer. Right. Right. Because to be a child of God means that you're blessed. No, mm-hmm. that's a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, and when 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 we encounter reality. How do we handle that? Yeah. Because we have a theology that teaches that you're not to, you're not to suffer. And secondly, also, we need to understand that not because you're suffering, that's you have committed a sin. Right. Because sometimes we 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 equate suffering what I do now? with sin as something bad that I have done, and we need to understand that. And we see that with Job's situation. Job was a righteous man. Joseph right? was a one. But the key is that not Joseph. Job. 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 Job was a one. Right? But it's not because it's something that we have done that we are suffering. Because remember, we said enough. We are we are living in a fallen world, and all right. of us are susceptible to the to the fallen nature of of the world succumb to the sin of Adam yeah. and Eve. So we are vulnerable. Yeah, and to I just every think criteria it's the the, the more you are under the tutelage of a really good Christian leader, the more that you read your Bible and you understand why you suffer, it makes more sense and you're able to go through it right, right it makes we're going to talk about comfort let's let's talk about i want to introduce evil chapter 2 verse 10 and 11 quickly okay. while we understand our suffering to the suffering of christ okay paul said for it is fitting for him for whom all things and by whom all things in bringing many sons to glory the key is that bringing sons to glory to make the captain of our salvation perfect through suffering I will declare your name, my brethren, in the midst of the assembly. I will sing praise to you. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which 
reason he's not ashamed to call them brethren saying that listen we identify as brethren because we share in the suffering of christ right, right. and that's the key to understand you're not alone in your suffering right as a child of god you're not alone and oftentimes when we go to suffering we tend to isolate ourselves from the body and we're going to talk about that a little bit well, more. well that brings right back that's a great segue as those questions that I proposed in the very beginning. When you find yourself in a situation where you're suffering on whatever level that is, do you find yourself to be a private sufferer or are you the person that people automatically see you as in person? Like, are you just happy and jovial? But then when you go home, you're really just heart full of angst and just ill-written. It, it makes me think of, and. You know, we, we, we in the black community, uh, our, for our culture, we really lost a good one last week. Stephen Twitch Boss, and he was known for dancing and bringing just joy. He was the DJ for Ellen. And I mean, I was I was taking a nap and I woke up. First thing you do is you check your phone. And I saw a notification on there and I saw that he had passed. And I said, what? And then I had to well, that was my expression further. too, right? And I jumped up and I said, "That was my what? expression, Who? right? Why?" And then it said it for suicide. And I thought to myself, "How does someone not know?" He just did a TikTok the day before, hours before he went missing, but yet he was suffering with something that no one knew, or did they? Right. And so the question is. What are you doing in your time of suffering? You have to make that plain. You have to talk to people. You know, mental health is real, but God is greater. And if you're not talking to a physical person, you can talk to him up there. And that's where that comfort comes in. Yeah, there could be a, a number of There's reasons. There's a number of There's reasons. A number of reasons. So, no one's so, ever going to know. Right. And it's normal for us as human beings to seclude ourselves right and the i think the thing was that most people have a misconception of when you have money when you have fame when it looks like you have it all how how do you succumb to something what well, if that you, is right to yeah that remember level. like robin williams i was gonna say robin williams also, um love the guy suffered from actor, depression good com um, comedian but yet he acts you know he lightened up the audience right but in his private life... He was suffering. He was dying. He was suffering. Right, he was dying. The suffering itself was killing him to the point that, you know, because, you know, if you portray yourself as a person make everybody happy, you don't want the other person... People know that you're going through the well, same thing. you know what? I'll say... And that can be a pride, but, you know, it's, yeah. it, it, it tells us the human experience sometimes, you know, we don't want to face our own reality. Well, I'll say we do, but we do that by projecting and, and being everything for everyone else. Life of Comedians is very self-deprecating. Um, it's, it's a very, it's, it's all about self-deprecation. You know, and most people who are really good comedians, they're, they are funny because they've struggled. And a lot of their material is based on but traumas it, it, right. and issues. It, it so I have to be funny, you know, I'll, as, the, as the adage says, I'm laughing to keep from crying. Right. But no, right. my thing is this. Where's the community? Where is the community? Right. Where's the community? And that's why the Bible is so clear. Mm -hmm. When when Paul said in Hebrew that neglect not the assembly of, of the believers. believers. Yes. And we'll definitely right. talk because about that. Because the body that. of Christ mm -hmm. is there to, to, um, to nurture us. Yeah. To encourage us. But the, the thing about it, though, we need to have the right person, though. You have to have the right community. The right community to, to do that. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever found it difficult to share your struggles with people? Initially in my in my Even with me sometimes, I have to I really have to pull it out of you to tell me what's wrong. Right, right. But I mean, outside I, of outside, outside of an intimate of relationship, have you ever what's your process look like? I'm struggling. Do you take it to your pastor? Do you take it to your elders at church? How does that look? Do you feel that your message will be received without judgment? Which is probably the, one of the main issues most people don't That's share. That's one of the issues people don't share. But you know something, though, I can say but this. What's your Honestly, experience with my that? experience is that 
even when I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, I was going through some situation. Um, I was able to find a pastor, Pastor Lightbone. Oh, shout you know, out Reverend and Pastor Lightborn. Barry too, Pastor Barry. But more Lightborn. Lightborn. I would go to him, talk and share some of my my struggles, my experience, mm -hmm. and I found that to be very um, helpful in my journey. Yeah. But the key thing is that, though, you know, I'll, you have to be, you have to ask yourself, are you humble enough to seek help? You know, because regardless how strong you are, trust me, when we isolate, and by the way, when we isolate ourselves, that's how the enemy targets us. Oh, yes. The right. more that you withdraw in right. your pain, the more it amplifies Amplify, the situation. Amplify the situation. Which is why when people unfortunately commit suicide, they ain't around a group of people. Right. They're by themselves. They're by themselves. They're and isolated. Right. And you see how, the, you know, the enemy, um, yeah. sweet talk, heave by herself and her husband Don't was paying attention. The point is that he <laughs> he grabbed her by the principle. But she was, was by herself. She was by herself. That's it. And the Bible even encouraged us not to be by ourselves, right? Yeah. That's why the Bible said, "Neglect not the I community." The an, community is yeah, important. I think it's important to find that core group of people. But it's not a proper African proverb that it take a village to it raise does, a child. But sometimes you gotta, you know, I don't know. Sometimes in villages. No, no. Suspect. What I can say, girl, girl in Jamaica, my neighbors. Would be whooping my butt. But look at today's day, though. Because look at today's yeah, day. You we, can't touch nobody's kid without people going crazy. You can't even look at someone's kid crazy. Because we and, have lost the principle of the, the village. Principle of Correct. the village. Why that is important, right? You know, before and let's let's wrap this up before we get into our points. I was going to say that it takes a village, and you have to find those people to talk to. So you have to have those those connections. I think are so important. I was going to bring up. As far as why don't people trust trust or recognize the signs, it's because they don't, and I'm just assuming they don't want to hold, they don't want to be accountable for what happens to that well, person. Well, part of that, part of that too, but I think, or they don't want to be responsible. No, nah, they don't want to be responsible. I think they want to be responsible. They don't know how. But they just know, don't know how. But, but that's still is the same thing. It's trust. Trust is yeah. a big issue. But I feel like I was watching something on TV. When you make no choice, that is your choice. When you make no choice, that is the choice. That is so right? true. And right. And so if you choose not to, if you see something happen and you choose not to help them, your choice essentially is not to help them. But you them. know, we are in a time when people lack trust. There's a sense of lack or of trust like, mm -mm, where people can't really Because people are afraid that, you know, if I come to you and share my situation, everybody's going to know it, right? Now, yeah. I understand that you come to me confidently and share that. Yeah. But remember, in the community, right, the community... It's supposed to be a place of safety. Yeah. A place where you know that I can come and share my feelings, mm -hmm. my pain, and that pain will not leave you know the what? circle. This just makes me think of an example. On Sunday, on the December 18th, we celebrated my mom's 78th birthday in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I was fine. We, we, Me and the kids woke up. Happy birthday, Grandma. Happy birthday, Mom. We went to church. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere i'm in the middle of the pews and i just get verklempt i get overwhelmed with emotion so much so i had to leave out and go outside and i went downstairs and just bawled went outside came back in stood in the back was doing fine but still clearly affected and my girls came my daughters came to check on me and i just started well, crying i told her to go check on crying me. even more but here's um, the thing. The other wait, thing. wait. Well, I got to get to the point. Okay, sorry. So after church, and then we went back to the pews, and I started crying some more. I mean, I just couldn't stop uncontrollably. After church is over, one of the church members of the church ladies came up to me and said, you okay? How are you doing? And I was like, I'm fine. And they were like, are you okay? And I, as I was getting ready to share why I was overcome with emotion, she turned around and kept walking. I mean, she didn't wait. I mean, she. it was just like, um, a platitude, but remember, uh, no, a, a platitude, res a platitudinous in, in response. No, no, no. This right. was after church was over. I it was after church. So oh, it was, okay. it was a quite platitudinous response. Just let me ask if you're okay, so I can do my job. But as I got ready to open up, she walked away. But part of the and reason that like, we need to, well, oh my well, god, I wanted to, sh I wanted to share and I wanted prayer, but I don't feel like she really wanted to know the question answer. But do you think that she was? I, I, I. And that well, hurt my I would feelings say, a little I would bit. I would say it is a missed opportunity for her, right? Definitely. To have a conversation. 
but um, it, it goes back. I just wanted again. to. I wanted to know that someone <coughs> knew or saw my internal suffering. Now, if I, I come to you, to say, if I come to you and say snap, snap out of it, how would that make you feel? I can't say what I want to say. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be mad. Because well, no, I would. That would. I mean, that would be rude. No, that would be rude, right? And insensitive. But my, the thing is, she saw my my pain, and so of course, no one's ever going to just automatically give you a response off the front. You got to do a little digging. But here's the thing. And the, as soon as but, I was getting ready to say, well, my mom, you know, yeah. she was like. And she left. And she walked away. And I was right. like, well, damn, I, you really I, didn't want to know. I don't think she didn't want to know. She probably said, come up and said, how are you feeling? But I don't think she was expecting to have another conversation. Then it was, it was a platitudinous response. Right. right. I'm just saying something to say it. Well, that's, that's going to say now, you know, we have to be more attentive. When somebody is, and we is, have to be intentional. Is, well, if you're going to ask me, but if you're going to ask me, stay here and do the work. Right, right. Don't just be like this. Is when people say, "How you feeling today?" And but they don't really want to know how you feeling. They're just saying it to say it. But that's true. They, 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 they are those category of people who just. And then come when you stop and, and vomit and, out how you feel, they be like, "I ain't want to know all that." But part I was trying of it to too, sometimes morning. some people just don't know how to conversate with those with subject matter. Right? I agree. You know, I mean, I think I it's very nice of them to say. The thought was, you. the thought was appreciated, but it was lost on. I really wanted and to this, talk about right, it, right? And this was on the conversation that we had on the first series because sometimes, yeah, some people just don't know how to relate to people who are suffering. What do you do in that situation? Not me as your wife, but maybe you saw a parishioner crying and and, and visibly upset and stirred up with emotion, and you go to them and you see that during the ministry, uh, during church service. What do you do? Where what do you do? As a, as a congregational member, not as a pastor, I think, because you have an obligation. If you're a pastor, you need to be paying attention and asking. Yeah, I think, wow. Well, what do you do? Um, what should she have done, and what would you do? Wow, you say it so fast sometimes, I'm trying to catch it back. Uh, I know, I got yeah, a lot of questions. You, you do, you do the same so fast. <laughs> I repeat it one more time. So, and here's the thing. I tell my students all the time, you should have been listening, because I don't remember half the time when I ask <laughs> questions. You need to be having a stenographer writing this down. Right. So what would you have done if you saw a parishioner in church who was physically and visibly crying crying and bothered about something? And as a congregation member, just as a regular congregational member, not me as your wife, but just someone in general, what would you do as a parishioner? I think as after a parishioner is that you, I think the reasonable thing to do is go hop and ask the person, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, it's- Clearly they're not. Well, we know that they're not. Right. You know. So then but how do you It's like an iceberg is saying, are you okay? And then they're right. like, they're like, no, But I'm if not. they not, there's still things going to happen. They can say, They're going to say, fine. I'm fine. Because that's the that's automatic That's one way of shutting the conversation down. Correct. They right. don't want to share. I uh, share. Right? And then secondly, it could be that, you know. And then um, they can go all in and say, no, I'm not okay. It. But let's go back to what I'm saying again. Part of it is that. What do you do? It is, you know, do they trust you? Trust is a big thing, you know. It really is. So, do they feel comfortable around you to really talk okay. about that? So then, here's my thing: if they don't, they, if they don't know you, and sometimes that's where the trust is. I don't know you well enough to dump all my stuff on you, or I don't feel comfortable. So, I if they say, say no, the if they say no, does that automatically put you off the hook? No, not say it's automatically put it off your hook. And the then, hook. They, and then they go and kill themselves. But the third thing so I would say: then where do you right, lie in that? Right, because thing, you reached out. Right. The third thing I would say then I said, listen, if you feel like dark. you want to talk. You know, here's my number. Yeah, uh, that's come where at I the would church. do it. If you feel like talking, you do because you always want to leave room or for the person. Or talk to somebody. I talk. That's the fourth thing. To right? get, you know, there's somebody like you want to talk to, right? But you know, we are living in a time where people are becoming so cringed up, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to talk about their emotion, feeling what is going on. And I think church is the best place to go. And it still is for that. It's, it, it it really is. The church is the place. Where a believer can come, and even unbeliever can come and express their feelings. But unfortunately, right? church is also the place where people don't want to share their feelings because they're burnt. They either been burnt, or they know someone who has been burnt, or they well, don't see the action put forth behind it. Well, listen, it, it comes to you a know? point now, and then they suffer in <laughs> silence. Right, but it comes to a point now. Listen, you know, you have to make yourself vulnerable. Let's go. You know, let's we, go. we can, we be, make we can be here. We okay, so it. let's talk about um, let's talk about how suffering is necessary for a why is necessary. Why we go to 
right? It gives the opportunity to make true concrete for people, right? It gave the opportunity to make true concrete to other people. In other words, yeah. that you know, when we go to suffering, mm-hmm. right, and we share our experience and we talk about how God has helped us yeah. to go through the suffering, and you know, not only when we share it, be honest about it, right? Because there are moments when we want to give up, right? There are moments when they say, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm just done," right? Yeah. And when people begins to see the concreteness of that reality, yeah, it give them the opportunity, and um, for them to to share their story because as well. It's important for everybody, especially in a community of believers, to know that everybody struggles, and sometimes it's so hard to even think <coughs> that the pastor struggles, <coughs> right? That the first lady struggles that the deacon struggle. We put them on such a high pedestal that we don't think that that happens to them. So us sharing our stories puts it right out there that says, yep, that happened to me too. But you know, and that's what the thing here, you know, what they try to say here is that, you know, we do not want to rob God of the power. Right. Of the witness of God working in your life. And if we refuse to share our story, then we're robbing God of his glory of and of what his he's doing power. in our lives. Amen. Right, because if we cannot attest that it's through the power of God that maintain us to go through yeah. what we've been through, then how are people going to ex- experience the, the, the power of God in their life? Well, and I said that before, before we move on to our next point, that's what we're missing in churches are those testimonials. You know, I tell you, you know, I, if we, we say, did, you know what, Lord, they cut my lights off, but Father God, there was a way. And, you know, I found candles, someone brought kerosene, whatever. But it's a, you know, I always, I always go back to Psalms 34 when David said, I will bless the Lord at all times mm-hmm. and the humble I, shall I know, hear of it I know where you're going with and this. be glad. Yeah. The key thing is that the humble uh, yeah, yeah. shall hear of it and be glad because David mm-hmm. wanted his life to be a testament. To the situation that he's going through. And that's what I love about the scripture. Yeah. The scripture tells about what the, the saints of all been to. Yeah. But yet in their struggle, they still trust God. Their moment with Abraham lied to, to bo- get out. I know. I get excited. But anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it, the point it is goes that to the, it, goes, it robbed yeah. God of his power. Well, and it, it goes into the next point. If people are giving their testimonies, if they are letting everyone know what God's done for them. It encourages people to depend on Christ. And that's the key. Rather than that's on us. That's the key. Like, don't look for me, for my story, right. which I appreciate you getting the the process started. Right. But when you share your story, it makes me think that God is real. Our and if he can do it for you, always he can do it for me. to Christ. That's what the you, key. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. Come on, Pastor. You're shaking the table. I get excited. My point is that you can knock over my coffee. Our suffering should always point order to Christ. Again, that falls on the continuum of Christian maturity. Christian maturity. And yes, it Because takes, sometimes people can say, Lord, I've been blessed, and they don't talk, they don't say nothing about well, God. You're not helping me say you just be blessed. You ain't right? saying nothing about you ain't saying nothing right. how God helped. Right. So they're not giving the full story. So it it it, it, it leads others to depend on God. Yeah. In other words, what you're saying in your suffering, you go to suffering. I can depend on God and it points order to say, you know what? If he can depend on God and God can rescue us and give us the strength so to overcome I. it, then I can look to him. That's why David said, the humble shall hear it and be glad. Because they know that if God can deliver me in my situation, I can find strength Is it in trusting in God. It's Sunday. Hey, listen to me. Praise God. Same thing got to be Sunday <laughs> for this pastor to preach. Look, First God. Also, but I can test. We all can test. It encourages humility and honesty. That thing that bothers me a little bit because sometimes you know what you know what just drives me crazy when people just act like everything is perfect. You know, they just blessed and highly favored all the days of their life. More than abundance can come, and they never say what well, how share help. Well, number one, if you, if people just... And that's not, hum- to me, that's not humility. You know, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Okay. Yeah, if that's a superficial, okay. then you can't help me. Which You're I know, I ain't mad about you being me. blessed and highly favored, because you probably is, which is bad English. You probably is. You probably ain't. But you know, <laughs> it encourages humility, right? Because... But if you're so, doing it the right way. Right. It shows us that when we are humble enough, it shows that... Yeah. 
we don't have the strength within. It's not right? us that it's not know, us who's doing it. We're not pulling our own selves right, out of, up from bootstrap. our bootstraps. Right. But it's it shows that we depend on God, right? As Paul yeah. said, we have this hope that lives within us. Yeah. And we depend on the Holy Spirit to give us the strength. Well, right? and it says here the difference between this is that people share their own stories of struggle. Right? Right. It encourages because they're sharing what happens and, and how their story can bring hope to another person. Which again is testimonies. Right. And if you know and if we're not humble enough and be honest about it, then you how does be Christ be exalted in this? Because now we're saying I did it in my own strength, right? Mm-hmm. In my own intellect. I worked hard and I, I work hard. I got those jobs and I got myself out of credit and debt. You know, I always say this here, and you know, it's I am mad at that though. Yeah, but everybody doesn't God, have those same opportunities. Right. Where I'm at today is all because of of the Holy Spirit. Where would you be if the Lord had not been on your side? Oh my God! You know, sometimes I wonder about that. What would I be doing right now without the Lord? As my father, I don't think you and I would be together. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't think about it. You know. Um, Mm-hmm. What did you ever want to be besides a pastor? Like you've never said I want to be a dentist not, or an electrician. Well, you know, my, my, like your one my goal, goal when we first met was no, always no. a pastor. Well, did well, you ever because, have any other? You never took the time to ask for Well, <laughs> we no. weren't talking like that. One of the things that before I came and called into the ministry is that. But I you were always be... there when I met you, though. Well, yeah, but I'm called. saying, but before I even called into the ministry, my goal was to go to St. John University. And here in New York? In New York. In Queens? Right. And to study history. Right. I love history. I love, um, I just love American history. Right. What about black history? African-American, American history. I do love the, but that was my goal to be a teacher. As a child growing up, I always want to be a teacher. Right. And I love That's where Zola gets her love of history from. Yeah. I love history. I do love history. Breaking news, church. Listen. Right. You see my book I bought on World War II, this big, thick book of World War II? Trust. If you've ever talked to this guy, he's got material for everything. I do have material for everything. He's got a book for everything. I do. I do. Because, well, anyway, there's another story. Yeah, I like to read because there's a history behind that. Mm -hmm. So we don't got time to get into that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I I was wanting to be a teacher, right? And to teach at a college. I always want to do really? that. Yeah. I mean, you're doing that now. I'm doing that now. So it's in not the ministry, a big detour. In the, in from, the ministry. Yeah. More so in the ministry, right? Very much so. Very much so. Hmm. All right. But so we talk about, you know, it encouraged humility yeah. and honesty. Yeah. You know, you know, without honesty. We, are, we did that. We did that. No, did let that. me just say this quickly. Without okay. honesty, if you're not honest in what you're going to, you can't help nobody. Child, you can't sugar. You cannot you help cannot... nobody. As my mama right. says, and I don't know if I can say this on a church show, but you can't put sugar on shit. No, scratch that one out. It's true. You can't put sugar on S. Let's put that away. But the thing, the thing, the thing is, the thing is, it's still, that. it's still poo. Right. And the thing is that. Or you can't put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Right. You know, and. Um, <laughs> I'm okay, sorry. My, I my just... mind was went way, way <laughs> <my watch. laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right now. All right, Miss Audrey Weir. All right, that was mommy all day. You need to resurrect Audrey Weir. She came right through on that one. And then, you know, 30, it redeems redeems my my story, story, right? It redeems my story, right? It redeems your story or my story. And I think it helps us reflect back on how good God has been. Right? Right. It redeems my story in the sense God has a purpose why he redeemed. Mm -hmm. Because he wanted to tell, he wanted me to share with others what he has done. In my life and chew yeah. my life. Right? It says here, in my own weakness, foolishness, and inability, I have learned the truthfulness of His promise in reality and in presence. So this makes my story a vehicle of change in the right. lives of others. And then you know, it 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 says something about us too, right? Our story reveals that we are weak, mm-hmm. right? And it more points to to Him yeah. more than to us. He's where we get our strength. Now we don't rely on our own strength because we know that we didn't have the ability to to really deliver ourselves from that situation. But it's not like we're supposed to. Not like we're supposed to. Because I know a lot of people. I don't know. I mean, I won't say a lot, but I I know people that don't do church and 
you know, it seems like they're doing pretty good. But you know, it may seem as if. And so they're I feel doing like good. they rely on themselves more than on Christ. But I'm just like, yo, we rely on but you, know, you and we struggle. But you know, thing: you can't expect a sinner to look to God. Yeah. Right, because as a sinner, before I yeah. come to Christ, we're gonna look to our own self, mm -hmm. right, and we think it's all about me, right? Yeah. But when God brings us to that revelation of who we are, mm -hmm. that we are sinner that we need to be redeemed. Mm -hmm. And that we are living in a very fallen nature world and we are affected by sin because of the, the fallen nature, then we begin to totally depend on him. And he wants it. And that's the purpose of our story. Why our story being redeemed, that we talk more of Christ and less of ourselves. Which again is on that well, continuum of one of the problems that exactly maturity. We talk more about suffering, or suffering is beating me up, but we never talk about how the mm. power of God can bring us to the suffering, suffering, out yeah. of the suffering, right? Well, you we know? have to get out of it. Sometimes people just stay in that thing. Because they stay in it because it's, ah, uh, it's like, no. When we go through it, God is right there. He said, yeah. Yea, do I walk through the valley of death? Thou shalt what? I fear no evil. <laughs> yeah, do I, I walk wasn't ready. Those I shall wasn't ready. Be, right, be with me. Right? So oh. God is in with us in the valley, right? Sorry. He's there. And the key is that is to acknowledge him, whatever situation. So sometimes, it's, you know, we, we 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 just penetrate on suffering, suffering. Concentrate. Yes. We concentrate. concentrate. Excuse me. Concentrate on, on it. But listen, suffering is a tool to get us where God wants to, to get. I was, it's somewhere in my notes that says, you know what, um... Suffering is the common thread of humanity. It, it is. Because it guess is. what? No matter if you're a sinner or you're a saint, everyone suffers. Everyone it makes me suffering. think about um, COVID. But. Everybody. There's a big Everybody but. on the same. Everybody was on the same playing field. Everyone if you was in poverty, you were good. If you were not in poverty, now you know how it feels. Right. right? Everybody was basically put on the same level. And they suffered equally. Some suffered more than others. But when we understand but suffering... But suffering did not escape... Did not escape. Everyone. Not everyone. But you know something, though? In the Christian perspective, right? Mm. Jesus said it so well in John chapter 16. He said, in this world, you'll be persecuted. But I want you to know that I have overcome the, the world. world. Yeah. And since Christ has overcome the world, we are overcomer. Now, that does not mean that we're not going to go to the... 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 Uh, the, um, uh, the situation in mm -hmm. life... But what that tells us is that we are overcomer in Christ, right? It makes my life a window in the glory of Christ. Amen. Which Amen. is just tied into the point that you were saying. So we don't have to expand on that. But that's what happens. A window. It makes my life a window. They always say when, when God closes a door, he opens a window. Yeah, because you know, people will look at you. I think my window still nailed yeah. shut, though. I, I, no, no. I think when open. people look at you, especially when people know that you're going through situation mm -hmm. and you depend on God, people are going to say, my God, how did you overcome what you overcome? Yeah. Now, that is the window. And then we can say, it is by the grace of God. Well, I think, isn't the window your, your change? Right. It should be the change. Well, the window is like a reflection, right? It's like you go to a mirror. Well, that's a mirror. It, yeah. But the window you look through it, it's give clarity, right? Oh, your window is when you're looking in. Looking word, in. Right? Your right. future. But people are looking at you. You become as a window. Like a cat burglar. Right? Exactly. You become a, a The Bible says we are like, um, we have the light of the world. Mm -hmm. Right? So light gives what? Make everything clear. Right. You could see. Oh. You could see. In light, you could see everything. You're enlightened. Right. You're enlightened. So not enlightened in the in the new new age thoughts. But the point is oh, that yeah, no, no, yeah, no. It, uh, it our life become a window to people to see Christ. All right, working. and then it results in the worship of Christ. Oh my goodness, this is the key to it here. Results you know? in the. Oh my God, is it the last one? That no, is? it's not the last. That yeah, is? that's the last yeah, one. Yeah. That's the last one. Okay. But we're, we're good on time. But you know, it it result in worship. You know, I want to share. I want to talk about some, on that a little bit. Go ahead. Are we going? You know what? No, talk about that. We're going to talk about. Are we going to finish this up, or are we going to two part this thing? We want to two part this thing, or three part this thing. No, three we part. We still ain't right. did the um, the comfort. Yeah, we're going to get to the comfort. All right, so let me three. let me yeah. finish up with the story, or at least get halfway done. I was thinking about the results in worship. Remember when we lived in our apartments. 
or whatever it is. In um, no, I'm a bench and I ain't saying who, but we lived in someone's house in uh, the Bronx. When we first moved here, it was that 226th Street, whatever it is. Um, you ain't gonna do all that, it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about that person, I'm talking about the blessings of God. Let's say where we should leave it, don't give it the address. I'm not, I ain't give a whole zip code or nothing. Okay. I'm just thinking of the streets. We'd have moved so much, I gotta figure out where. <laughs> Ah, ah, so on to 24th Street. Just share the testimony, baby. The point is, <laughs> um, when I, I had to give my car away. We moved down here oh with two God. cars. Yes, yes. This is what I ain't talking about nobody. Yes, I'm talking about myself. Yes, yes. Um, ain't nobody going to get this glory but God. When we moved here, we came here with two cars. Um, Robert and Rosie. <laughs> right? And Pedro had Robert. I had Rosie. No. And eventually, who was Rosie? My my car was Rosie. Yep, Rosie was the Ford. And uh, I was the. I, let me tell you, I wanted when you say you make a checklist about what you want. I made a checklist about what I wanted in my car. I wanted leather seats. I wanted to and be tinted. I wanted it. a sunroof. I wanted, I mean, everything leather. And I end up getting this um, car. And so, in that, the times right there. What I keep, what I tell you about that. I'm not the times talking about right the there. time. I'm, I'm looking at this year. Go. Why she always do that? I why you always why. just let me let me do this? Can you, can so, you focus on your testimony? Please? Can you focus on let me do my testimony? Do your testimony, baby. All right. Christ shall receive this glory. So I got my leather seat. Get it on. Let's get it on. I got my leather seats. All right, go ahead. And everything that I wanted. Um, we moved to New York. Realized we ain't got a parking. Where we're gonna put two we're two cars? So I ended up parking my car all around the corner. Um. This, uh, you know, rubber meets the road. I didn't, I wasn't working enough to still continue with my payments. So I had to call Ford and say, come get this car. I can't, I can't afford to, you know, pay for it. That hurt my heart because that was literally my dream car. Car got taken away. That same year I was in grad school. God, was that our first year here? That same semester I had to drop out of grad school because I couldn't afford my tuition. Um, my, um, my student loan stipends had ran out and I had maxed everything out and so I was sitting behind I was maybe in my second year and I couldn't I couldn't return because I couldn't afford tuition car got taken the same month and I was just like you know what this this New York life sucks right I was like this is this is what we doing all right so then what happens is um the car got sent back it was maybe months later I was still out of school three months later or so end of the summer came Right around my birthday, I think, and around October, and we got a check, we got a letter in the mail from Ford or from whoever. They end up taking the. They end up saying, "Can I? Can I get my story?" I'm sorry, getting excited. You want to tell it? No. Now I'm just like. (laughs) So we end up getting a letter saying that they took the car, and they end up selling the car for more than what was owed, and as a result, they gave and sent us a check for the overage amount. Which was the exact same amount I remember clear as day. It was twelve hundred seventy-eight dollars and thirty-six cent. What a blessing! That was owed to Sullivan University, and they sent me a check for twelve hundred seventy-eight dollars and thirty-six cent. That was the same amount that we had got for the overage of the uh, car. So I ended up getting the check, giving the car back, and I was able to take that money, and I got back into grad school. Praise God. Praise That's what I was God. trying to say yeah. on 224th Street. There was a miracle on 224th Street. Right. And normally, guys, I can attest to that to my wife. Which, let me tell you, I was ecstatic. Because I was right. like, I'm trying to better myself with this doctor degree. And sometimes, you know, let me share this short testimony. We're going to wrap it up So here. I guess that's suffering. Busy. Suffering no, with worship, right? Well, sometimes when you have to, you know, that can be a, a, I mean, a level I was, of, of suffering. I was down right? bad. I was down. I was down um, bad. But normally, though, you know, when you when they repossess the car, you have you to pay. You owe money. You owe money. You owe them. But we did receive that check, and that check comes right in time to to open that door again for my wife to start back school. And that's just the window what we're talking about, right? And I think worship from, from that point on, I was did like, did I allow you to worship God? Not um, fully. Uh-huh. If I'm honest, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't change everything. I was just like, okay, this is the start of what this God thing looks like. This is why we're here. That's my thought. I was still, I wasn't sold out, as they say, 
Well, we should. We should. We should. But I'm just, I'm just giving you my. Yeah, yeah, we should. Because God can give you a lot of favors, and you still don't trust them, or you still don't believe. Well, then again, then we are missing the 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 whole journey of what. But what I'm saying, as I look back, as that as that black, as I look back over my life, that's where it started. As you look back. Then your praise should increase. That's where it started. The Most definitely. You don't know how many times I told people that story. You haven't told me that. Uh, well, praise God. No, seriously, I could share something similar like that with my wife because remember I have what that. You always, what you got? Why you always got to throw me? Like I'm just a heathen in the other family. My wife. But anyway, you ain't got nothing. My wife's testimony aligned with my testimony as That's well. That's where you started. Right, I don't know why you put that in. You interject that in. But I'm just saying. I didn't say you no always. Eating. You always just saying. I said. What Frankie got going on? It's wonderful. My point is that you know, um, when situation like that happen, that should in, mm-hmm. in a, um, put us in the place where we find ourselves praising God, worshiping God more. Because these Definitely. things don't happen haphazardly, just just to be happening. I would have never right. saw that coming. Would you would have ever thought that would have been the result of that? But I, I never, because remember, you know, because I was trying to maintain bull payment. Yeah. And for some time, not, it just, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Right. But anyway. Yeah. On but, top of everything else that you had to, because he was the primary, still is the primary breadwinner. So taking care of one kid, me. And the income, you know, yeah. but we see how God has, listen, we want to get there one time, but God is good. God is faithful. Mm-hmm. God is a faithful God. Hey, what's the, the lesson for that? The lesson for that is that overall that when don't you're suffering. look at your suffering as being insignificant. Mm. Right? Don't look at just because God is about to bring you to a place yeah. where you have never worshipped him before like that. Oh, I, I, I posted something because I was reading, uh, preparing for this that. particular thing. And it said, um, when you begin suffering, don't think that God's plan has failed. That is the plan. Mm-hmm. Amen. So Amen we, to that. We want to thank you guys. We want to thank for, you guys. I guess part two. Part three is coming up. Part three. We're going to talk about how to find comfort. In your comfort, suffering right. and how to tell your story right. during and this, suffering. And so suffering. we're going to talk about that. Um, so with that, we we thank you. I'm going to have to edit, do a couple edits uh, before we get this thing out of here. But, but we thank you so much for joining us. Church folks be talking. Church folks be talking. Our lunch notes. Not our last. Our second to last. Our second to last. <laughs> lunch notes. Lunch note for the year. Thank you for, for joining